hopefully guys will will you know just approach practice today with a with a fresh mindset and with a positive attitude to go out there and have the uh, the will and the determination to go finish the season out on the right note. Yeah, this has definitely been a season that I think we all want to forget, and I definitely think it's a season that all of us want to grow from. Greetings, everybody. Uh, this is your host, yours truly, Chase Lane, number two in the field, number one in y'all's hearts. Coming back with another episode of the Pot of Aggie Land. Um, you know, got some things that I want to get into, and and some things I just want to, you know, just give my opinion on, and just kind of give you guys a a glimpse or a, a look into what's going on right now, like with our team and everything, but. Uh, as always, we're going to start with the quote of the day. So the quote of the day for today's episode is failure isn't fatal, but failure to change might be. So I'll say that again. Failure is not fatal. Failure is not fatal, excuse me, but failure to change might be. And, you know, just off the top of my mind, just being knocked out of bowl game contention after our loss against Auburn. Uh, this one kind of struck uh, close and near near and dear to my heart, you know, just never being in a position where I won't be competing for a bowl game in, in, since I've been at A&M. So this is something that um, me and a lot of the other older guys are, this is our first time really going through this and, um, you know, I'm not going to say that our season was a failure, but we certainly did not, uh, reach the expectations that we set out for ourselves at the beginning of the year. And, um, you know, we, we've been on this five or six game losing skid. And I think right now we're sitting at like last place in the SEC West. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough time for sure. And I think, like I kind of said it in, in a couple episodes earlier, I think a lot of people are having to do some soul searching and, you know, a lot of people are really figuring out, figuring out how much they really love the game of football. And um, yeah, it just, it's a, it's a tough time right now, but what the quote says in the second part is failure to change might be. And um, I feel like once you're dealt with failure and you're not succeeding and you're not really seeing the results that you have set out for when you, when you start your journey in whatever field that may be. Um, I think if you let failure stick to you and you don't do anything about failure, then um, that's when it may be fatal to you in your growth and, and fatal to your success and, and how you advance and how you deal with failure. So um, yeah. So I think with this quote, it, it can contribute to anything you're going through in life. And, you know, just when you're dealt with failure and you're dealt with adversity and when you're dealt with um, situations that you, you didn't necessarily see yourselves being in when you start something. Um, but just mainly just how you respond to those adversities and how you respond to those failures, because you can't let failure control yourself and you can't let it control your life because then that's when it becomes fatal. So um, I'll say the quote again, failure itself isn't fatal, but failure to change might be. And 
That is from the legendary coach, John Wooden. When I think about the first house that I'm going to buy and what it'll be like, I feel like some things that go into that decision-making process obviously is going to be with my significant other, which will hopefully be Miss Carlina Sample. And she will definitely have a lot of say in the kind of house that we are going to be living in. But I feel like it just has to be somewhere where it is supreme comfort and supreme security and um, a place where I can raise a family and um, a place where people can come, you know, on the holidays and, and things like that, just embodying the entire just home atmosphere because you can't, you, you hear it all the time that um, you have to make a house a home. And that is a clear, clear distinction between the two. So, my house definitely has to be a home. So when that time comes, and if I'm in the Bryan Call Station area or Austin, I will 100% be using the Hudson team. And not just because they're the official sponsor of the Pot of Aguiland. Shout out to them. The Hudson team is the number one Zillow ranked team in the Bryan Call Station area based on sales volume and number of transactions done each year. All members of the team are former students of A&M, including our friend Alexis Knox. Alexis is a broker associate and a realtor with over five years of experience. She and her team love helping Aggies find their dream homes and are with you every step of the way throughout this process. We all know the importance of a good home in college football, and us Aggies have one of the best. The same is especially true in life. So if you're in the Bryan Causation area or the Austin area, contact them at 281-745-0010. That's 281-745-0010. You can also find Alexis at Alexis Knox Realtor on all social media platforms or on her website at AlexisKnoxRE.com. Moving forward, let's uh, let's tackle this this game, man, and you know just all the challenges that it may have presented. It's going to be a quick show today because you know uh, I don't really have a lot to talk about, but um, we're going we're to talk about some things and uh, we're going to have fun doing it. So. Um, you know, I just want to start off. We had some key pieces out this game. Um, myself, I was out. Um, Devonna Chain, he was out. Donovan Green was out. We were missing. We were missing some very, very, very key key guys from the team in the game. And um, if I had sat here and said that it didn't play a factor, and if and it didn't affect our game, then I'd be lying. So, um, like I said. Like, and I think the second episode of the show that um, when you don't have a Devon chain on your team, then you're really desperate to, to find one. So um, his presence was def- definitely, definitely missed in the game. And, uh, you know, we had some younger guys out there. I feel like Le'Veon Moss and um, Amari Daniels, I felt like they did uh, the best they could do. And, you know, they made some plays. And uh, Amari had a couple big runs in the fourth quarter that um, got us to Jalen Preston scoring and, you know, uh, yeah, it just it was it was a very very just uh, this a it's a very stressful night and uh, it, you know it's kind of it kind of sucks because I, I said it at the end of last week's episode. Uh, it just kind of sucks when I have to get on here and I have to break down the loss and I have to tell you guys like ooh like how do I see it from my eyes because then it, it just, I just feel like it starts to get repetitive and. You can just hear it in my voice that it's just kind of it's draining when I have to, you know, continue to break down the laws. But 
Um, yeah, man, you know, it's just to keep it a buck, to keep it real with y'all. It just hasn't been our year. And I feel like just on the field and off the field, we've, we've dealt with so much, you know, just chaos. There's been so much chaos that's been just been swirling around our, our program and, you know, just the injury bug. We, we really got the injury bug this year, kind of like how we did similar to last year towards the end of the year. And, you know, it just sucks because on paper, we have all the talent in the world and we have all the potential in the world and we have the coaching staff and we have the coaching and we have the scheme offensively and defensively. But just for some reason, when we get to these games, we just can't put all the pieces together. And, um, you know, just riding back on the bus yesterday, uh, going to the airport, it was just, you could feel that guys were just, just drained. And I don't want to say that guys were just mentally out of it, but I know, like for me, it was just, I just felt like I wasn't there because just mentally, it just, it's just been so much, it's, it's been so much, you know, just stress and, you know, just disappointment, not only to ourselves, but, you know, just to our fans because um, no one is out there trying to make mistakes. No one is out there trying to do anything to make us lose, but just the, the cards and the chips just haven't been falling our ways in these last couple of games. And, um, yeah, it's just it's just hard to talk about. But um, some positives from that game: uh, Devin Price and, and Jalen Preston, two receivers. They got they got a, um, some playing time last night, and they were able to make a couple plays for us at times. Um, Devin Price, he actually, um, you know, me and him are me and him are pretty close, and um, just talking to him at practice while I've been out he had kind of been, you know, just struggling with his confidence and, you know, we all face it. We all, we all face self-doubt at times, whether that be athletically, academically, whatever you, wherever you are in your life, we all, we all face self-doubt um, at some point in time. But uh, for him to go out there and make two really big uh, third down catches for us, it was, it was really, really big for him. And it was really, really big for our team. And, um, you know, even though we lost, um, I went up to Devin after the game, and I just went up there and I congratulated him because, you know, like I, I always celebrate the small things. So even though we didn't get the win, and even though he didn't have like a 100 yard game, he still had his first two catches, um, his first and second catch against the SEC opponent on the road. So um, that I know deep down that really meant something for him, whether or not we did get the win. Uh, and so I just went up there and I told him, I was like, brother, like, I'm really proud of you. Like you went up there and you did your thing. Like you played with poise. You, you looked confident out there. And the first thing he told me was um, he said it was the first time he's ever played in a game while being in college that it, it felt like he was in high school again. And um, that is just I just knowing that feeling, because I remember when I experienced that feeling, you know, like when I played my first college game where it actually felt like I was comfortable out there and, you know, just um, the game slowed down for him. And he just, he just, even though we lost, you could just still feel, and you can still like sense a, a vibrant, uh, a vibrant like aura off of him, and uh, you could tell that he was proud of himself because he, he like I said, he's never done that in the SEC game. So um, I was really proud of him, and you know, he just kept on saying like, "Yeah, like I, I just felt comfortable out there, and it felt like I was in high school again." And and I just told him I was like, "Bro, like, like don't ever question yourself, fam. Like, like you're capable of playing at this level." And 
Um, I know the first time I heard those words, I know it did a lot for me. So hopefully that me telling him, hopefully that resonated with him in in some kind of way. But uh, yeah, I I was really proud of him. And then also my guy, Jalen Preston, I want to highlight his performance. He, he played a, a solid game as well. And, you know, he's, he's one of the older guys on this team. Uh, and you know, his, his career at A&M has been anything, but, uh, what's the word, anything, but normal, anything, but, you know, just, um, you know, very relaxed. He's, he's had an up and down roller coaster career at A&M and, uh, you know, for him to, you know, stay resilient because at this point in the season, you know, he hasn't really seen the the production that he'd like to see from himself. But, you know, Jalen Preston, he's a guy who he comes to work every day just in a positive mood and he just comes ready to work. And, and when his number is called, he, he's always ready. And um, I know that he's always going to give his best effort to help his team win. And I think you saw that with his play last night. He had a couple catches, uh, a couple key blocks for some runs to break open uh, for Mari Daniels. And then he caught, he caught our only touchdown of the night. So, um, yeah, both of those guys, man, I'm, I'm tremendously proud of, you know, just, um, being in the same room with those guys every day, you know, just seeing their work ethic and, you know, just seeing how sometimes like the ball's not going to fall their way. And, um, you know, the production that they'd like to see is not always going to happen, but you know, when they're, when the number was called last night uh, or Saturday night, excuse me, they, they were ready. And, uh, I'm proud of those two, Ben. And, um, hopefully they hear this because, uh, I just want them to know how proud I am of them. So. Um, on top of that, uh, I just want to highlight as well, Antonio Johnson, man, the the dude is a true, true ball player, man. And, um, for him to be out the last three weeks, I think, yeah, the, for him to be out the last three weeks and then come back and, and have the impact that he had, uh, off the opening kick is just goes to show how much heart he plays with, despite us being in the position we are as a team but just, just shows you how talented he is. And countless, countless times again, he was just the first one to the ball, making plays, playing with just like with just tremendous energy and, you know, just attention to detail. And, you know, just he's just reminding everybody why I believe he's going to be a top 10 pick in the in the 2023 NFL draft. So um, Antonio Johnson, I know we are very blessed to have him on our team. And uh, he's a dog for sure, for sure, for sure. Um. Also, uh, Connor Wegman, his first start on the road uh, against the SEC opponent. Um, I felt like, you know, um, like I said in, in, in the game breakdown about the Auburn's defensive linemen, how they were going to cause some trouble for our O-linemen and, you know, just all the different stunts and blitzes they bring and all the different uh, challenges that playing on the road presents. Um, you know, Connor, he, he remained locked in for the entire game and, just when everything was just going downhill and, you know, when we were stalling out on offense on every drive and um, the the third quarter when we had negative three yards in total offense, man, he he just came down. And, you know, I wasn't playing, so I was able to watch him. But he would come down and he would, you know, just high-five all the guys on skill, the receivers, the running backs, the tight ends, and he would always go and encourage his old linemen. So um, for him to show – that type of poise in a hostile environment when when nothing's going your way just goes to show how mature he is at the age he is. And 
when you see maturity, especially in your quarterback from a true freshman quarterback, that just gives you gives you tremendous hope and and uh, promise for the future. And I can say that about a lot of these younger guys. I feel like as the season has progressed, I feel like they have came into their own. Um, obviously, there were some learning curves that some of them had to go through, and some of them are, are that are still going through, but. Um, as a whole, I feel like that class is really coming along. Uh, me and Max Wright, Max Wright and I, excuse me, we, we actually kind of touched base on it last week when we were just talking about the, the growth and maturity that, uh, Donovan Green possesses. And, um, now just Connor Wegman, you know, just seeing how he responded to the adversity and just, you know, just going out there and just continuing to play for his team. And, you know, just Evan Stewart, just, you know, keeping his head throughout the season, even when things aren't going his way and he's not getting the, the targets he wants, but, um, yeah, those those guys, man, kind of sucks for the for the older guys because um, the older guys aren't going to be here that much longer to see the the uh, the fine tuned projects of the uh, of the younger guys of this 2022 class. But I know for sure it's going to be a sight to see um, when it does get clicking and um, when they do, you know, when they are growing and when they are getting to their their, their third and fourth year. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun time to watch them, man. And so, I just want to commend those guys, you know, for you know just prevailing through that because it wasn't fun for anybody. It was it was damn near thirty eight degrees. I feel like at the start of the fourth quarter, it was windy. We had only scored like three points. So, um, yeah, it, it was just one of those games, man. Where you know, just for me as a player, it was just one of those games where it just wasn't fun for anybody you could just kind of feel that people were just like, like, dang, like not this again. Like, like, come on, man. Like we like, and you, and yeah, I'm not gonna like people were down. People were down, but I feel like people were still competing. And, um, I think that's all you can really ask for at this point is just for guys to just continue to compete and, you know, just continue to come to work. So, um, moving forward, I just want to move on, you know, just talk about the game a little bit. So in the first half, like I said, we were not able to get going at all. Um, the defense really kept us in the game, even though we had some some struggles defending the run. Um, they were able to get some three and outs for us, and we were able to um, cause some turnovers. And uh, at halftime, the, the score was only 7-0 in their favor. So, yeah, the defense, man, they, like I said from week one of this show, um, they have had our backs in damn near every game that we didn't show up to play in. And, uh, you know, just for them to continue to get stops on defense and play hard and, you know, just play for us uh, while playing for themselves and playing for each other, um, it just goes to show the character of those guys, man. Um, We haven't really done a lot of things that are good offensively, but um, the defense still goes up there and and tries to get us the ball back however they can. So um, I can't commend them enough on, you know, just their – their willingness to, you know, just continue to play hard for us, even though when, when we're, when we're screwing up and we're having missed assignments and things like that, I I just, I'm really, I'm very, 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 very thankful to have those guys on our defense and for them, you know, just to be on our side and, you know, just continue to play hard for us. But I'm moving, moving on to the second half. Um, They kicked the field goal going into the fourth quarter to, that puts them up 10, zero. We get a pick Edron Cooper. I made a clutch turnover for us in their territory. Um, but then again, we kind of stall out and, and it turns into a field goal. So now the score is 10-3. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, um, Auburn comes back. They kick another field goal. They go up 13-3. But then uh, offense finally gets it going. We go on the 80-yard drive. Uh, and we scored, like I said, Jalen Preston scored his first touchdown of the season. And um, yeah, it kind of sucks because when we're in these games like this, it feels like our offense like gets going at the wrong times, man. And I think mainly it's just because it's do or die time. So guys are seeming to be like more urgent and, you know, just their attention to details at an all time high, because you have to score if you want to even have a chance of winning the game. So um, on that drive, Amari Daniels, he had, he had really, he had two really good runs. I feel like that, that busted open for, for first down conversions. Um, Devin Price, he had that, that long pass that I talked about, that diving catch he made that was big on third down. And, um, Jalen ended it with a touchdown where Connor fit it on a rope and got it to JP. So, uh, yeah, that was a good drive for us. I, I, I think that we kind of felt revived in that moment because, we have had success catch, uh, kicking onside kicks, like at South Carolina. So uh, we were confident that if we were able to recover this onside kick, that uh, we were going to win the game and or at least tie it. So, um, yeah, man, uh, not really a lot to talk about this game because offensively from both teams, you didn't really see a lot. You saw a lot of running from their side. Um with their quarterback as well. Their quarterback was extremely fast, faster than I thought he'd be. And, you know, Tank Bixby and um, I, f- I forgot the other kid's name, number 27. They they carried majority of the load offensively, and they were able to pick up first downs and, and move the chains when they need when they absolutely needed to do so. And, uh, yeah, but uh, I kind of just want to say, you know, even though we lost to them, um, I just want to say a quick shout-out to um, their interim head coach, Cadillac Williams. Um, they kept on putting the big screen on him during the game. And every time they would put the camera on him, like the fans would like go crazy. And like, I, it just seems that it's a, it's a good fit there. So um, obviously I don't know if they're going to end up hiring him full time as their head coach, but it seems to me that he is definitely a players like coach because um, all the players are coming up to him on the sideline, giving him hugs, and, you know, just celebrating him for, you know, just winning this game and for them to be three and six and for them to be that, um, passionate about their about their interim head coach, it just goes a lot to show how they feel about him. And uh, I know every time Tank Bixby would you know bust out of like a big ass run, like he he be he be running down the sideline with him. So um, yeah, congrats to him, man. Like I said, I always like to see black head coaches doing their thing and doing well and having success. So um, if it's not at Auburn, uh, hopefully he can get a head coaching stint elsewhere. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh uh. Cadillac Williams has for him in the future. Um, didn't make a bowl game. We are officially out of bowl contention, like I stated earlier. And like I said, it's a it's a weird feeling. I'm kind of my demeanor's kind of off because I'm I'm kind of starting to think about it again. But uh, yeah, this is kind of every. I feel like this is everybody's demeanor at this moment. Obviously. We wanna we wanna win these last two games and we wanna finish out this season um on a positive note, whatever that positive may be. But um uh, yeah, man, for us to not be playing in a bowl game, whether it's the a New Year's six bowl or whether it's like the a Duke Mayo bowl or something like that, it's frustrating, it's disappointing, it's it's all of the above. 
And um, it just kind of makes you just think about, for me, like when, when I experience losing, it makes me think about our habits during like preseason camp and where things could have been fixed, where things could have been avoided. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's tough, man. And like I said, I hate having to come on here and do this show and, you know, just talk about a loss, but now I'm talking about not even contending for a bowl game anymore. And, you know, that hasn't been done here in, a, in an extremely long time. So, um, I think all of us, I think we all feel like we've, we've let down the fan base. We, I feel like we've let down our school and, uh, I think it's only right that we, go out there and try our very hardest to um, beat UMass and then go out there and try very hardest to beat LSU in our, in our last game of the year to send these seniors out on the right note. So um, yeah, it's extremely disappointing. I know I keep saying that, but it just, it is what it is. And um, there's not, there's not really a lot you can say about it. Then it, then it is disappointing. So um, I do feel like that this, if I had to describe what the rock bottom of the program would be, it'd probably be right now. And when I say rock bottom, I say that just because that we're not making a bowl game. And, um, yeah, it's, it's tough, man. And I don't know what it's going to look like for us. Like hopefully guys will, will, you know, just approach practice today with, a with a fresh mindset and with a positive attitude to go out there and have the, um, the will and the determination to go finish the season out on the right note. But, um, yeah, this has definitely been a season that I think we all want to forget. And I definitely think it's a season that all of us want to grow from. So, um, in that, and when I say that, I mean the players, coaches, everybody on staff, everybody, I think we all just want to grow from it and, you know, just never let this happen again in a history because, um, this record does not reflect our talent level. I don't think it doesn't reflect our coaches. It doesn't reflect our scheme. Um, we are very much more talented and, um, than what our record shows. And that's the most frustrating part, I think, for not only us, but for, you know, just fans around college football in general. It's just how we kind of didn't meet our expectations for ourselves and from everybody else. So, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a tough time that we're going through. Um, guys are having to do some soul searching, like I said. But um, the one thing that I don't think that we can let this do is define us. And I think we cannot let this divide us because it easily can. It is so easy to, you know, just point fingers and, Oh, this person didn't do this. Coach didn't call this play, this, that, and a third. But um, I think in order for us to grow from this, from a program's perspective, is to collectively take the blame and co collectively try to find ways to uh, find solutions to the problems that we have within our program. And, you know, just growing up, everybody's got to grow up. Older guys got to grow up. Younger guys got to grow up. Guys in the middle got to grow up. And I just think maturity is so vital in the program. And, you know, just um, how you win games and how you play games from start to finish. So, um, yeah, 
sorry if I killed y'all's mood on this Monday episode of the pod, but uh, you know, I just try to come uh, as authentic as I possibly can. So, so you guys can, you know, just use me as y'all's Aggie football insider. So um, yeah, like I said, this is going to be a quick little episode. I just wanted to check in with y'all on this Monday and uh, you know, um, even though, that things are not going our way at all, at all. Um, God still woke us up today. And you know what that means? That we're, we're given another chance to be better and to, you know, just to, to find success. So can never complain about that. And um, I'll strive to definitely look at it through that perspective going forward. And, you know, just for these last two weeks. And um, hopefully we can make the most out of these last two weeks. So. Um, with that being said, this has been another episode of the Pot of Aggieland, and I will see y'all back on Thursday. Yeah, it's perfect. Yes.